Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, July 29th, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 252. I'm your host, Austin Walker. Joining me in the room in Brooklyn, Kato is here. What's up? How you doing? I'm sleepy. You're sleepy. <laughs> Rob Zachney calling in from Massachusetts. How you doing, Rob? You doing good? Also pretty sleepy. Uh, <laughs> also had pretty yet sleepy. another Alaska Airlines flight get in extremely late. Put them on and blast. there's nothing like having lost hours to like having broken fucking airplanes mm-hmm. than having the flight crew tell you they were just voted highest in customer satisfaction <laughs> at the end of your last flight. Great. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I, like, I'm sitting back there, it's like, one in the morning, and I'm like, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you landed safely. You're back with us. I'm happy that, that you've uh, arrived and survived. Uh, Patrick Klepik, are you sleepy also this morning? No, nah, man, you- I'm, I'm hyped. Okay. I'm ready. Trampolines <laughs> respawn. Okay, what? You go through a pipe, trampoline comes back. Mario Maker, he's talking. Take that trampoline out, go use it, go back in that pipe, new trampoline, infinite trampolines, all the trampolines you want. Now, does the one outside stay? Yeah. Are you duping? No, no. Okay. But if you carry one through a pipe, what what if you carry one through a pipe? Yeah, he could do that. That's what he's saying. But like I'm saying, if you grab the one, you go through the pipe, you come back through the pipe. Is there a second trampoline? It wouldn't help. You don't need. You don't need. To, you don't need to, in the in the room that spawns your trampolines. But maybe you, don't, you jump you don't off the first it. one and then. There's you, nothing else in there. I, I, saw, I was. I, okay. I saw the end of this stream. So I'm talking hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. No, you. Yeah, in in a in, in a, a hypothetical <laughs> situation where maybe you, you could duple it in that. You could, you could dupe it. Jump off the first trampoline. Once. Right. Once. Yes. Just yeah. once. Not yeah. multiple times. You can't just fill a room with trampolines this way. No. That'd be cool. cool Why though. is this important I, to you? I so you know I, uh, I guess Dan Reichert is making good levels now. This is not <laughs> part of the narrative that I signed up for. It's uh, leaving me confused. Um, uh, although apparently I've heard there are rumors that there something is being worked on. But in the meantime, um, so when Mario Maker Two came out, I uh, played a handful of levels um, and then. Uh, Dan had made one of his first nightmares and I looked at the world record and the world record was like three and a half minutes long, which is a really long time for a stage. The stage has less than 70 completions. I think its completion percentage is uh, 0.15%. Not good. Um, Basically, it means most people stared at the level and just said, (laughs) no, thank you, uh, which is reasonable. Um, And then I finally... uh, I was like, I, you know what? You know, part of my job, part of what I was put here for is to vanquish these stages, to show that we are not going to be bullied into not playing these stages. People, not everyone <laughs> needs to do this. Right. But that is my burden. That is that is my weight. And 
Um, so I started on, yeah, this one called Trapped Under Ice this morning, in which uh, if people haven't watched like me stream Mario Maker before, like sometimes it can be frustrating because my whole like procedure is to come up with a theory and then prove out that theory, even if it takes me 40 minutes to find out, boy, that didn't help anything at all, <laughs> nor did it put us any closer to a victory condition. Because like the way I mentally deal with like frustrating levels in which like progress is short, fleeting, and especially with Dan's levels, often like a false like hope in which you'll solve something, but it was just a puzzle put there for you to realize there was nothing actually to solve except for you to get caught in a death box at the end of it. <laughs> but I consider those the way I like I'll have my my downtime moments where it's like, oh, that's like I had one this morning right at the end of the stream. It was like, cool, let's see what's on the other side of this pipe. And then there's this little gauntlet. I figured out how the gauntlet works. I managed to get a power block in there so I could take out an enemy that was otherwise undefeatable. And then there's a pipe at the end of that room. You go in that pipe and it sends you into a room with spikes and there's nothing you can do. You literally <laughs> solved something just to be told it was all a waste of your time, mm -hmm. um, which is can be brutal. Oh, but yeah. I, the, the way I the way I spin that the way the way I, I keep it on the up and up is that for me that's okay it's off the table like that's right. why I bang my head against like specific theories even though because I'm tr doing my best to not look at chat where I, I can have theories disproved very quickly I need chat to understand that I need to disprove it for myself <laughs> and even if some people can solve the the answers for me that said chat very unreliable i asked chat very specifically at one point do stars respawn this is one thing we were trying to figure out was uh that mario games handle memory differently and what i mean by that is they handle what they keep in memory and for how long and like whether the player determines it or whether the screen moving off determines it in different ways some objects respond some objects don't respond um for example uh there was a room in which i asked the, the chat, hey, do so Mario Maker 2 has these blocks that switch. Like, uh, you, you know, you hit an on-off switch and they move things, they, they, they turn these other blocks in the world on and off. Do those reset upon going through a pipe? And chat was like, absolutely. I was like, okay, that's okay. Ooh, that's frustrating, it's but that's very useful. definitive, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, I was like, what about stars? Stars are an item. That probably, like, resets. That probably comes back in so you could use it again. Like, yeah, absolutely. So I go in, <laughs> go through the pipe, come back out. Completely wrong. Just flip those answers. Wow. Uh, the, 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 the stars do not respond and the blocks do stay in place. So uh, I, I made it through a decent, I don't know. I, should, I say I made it through a decent chunk of the level, but I made uh -huh. more progress than I expected to, especially given that someone at the beginning of the stream said, um, this took me... The better part of a week, and I have lots of notes written down. Which was like, just a, wow. just a deflating way, and like I read that in the first like couple of minutes, just like a deflating way to like. Was, I was like, I already, oh, I know this is a mountain, and then someone was like, Yeah, but what if that was like a mountain that was going to take you like two weeks, given at the pace you play these in the morning, and then you'll have to take notes. I was like, Okay, yeah. so, and the last thing I did was trying to figure out, uh, trying to theory craft what would be the next section. So rather than going in, like the, the level has a very specific timer that my understanding is you just kind of got to do it. And if you goof up along the way, like you're going to be in a bad situation by, by the end. Um, so I'm not focused on the timer as much as like, I'm sometimes sequence skipping just so I can get to the next section to work out mm -hmm. what it is, as opposed to worrying about stringing it all together. Um, and the last bit that I, the last theory I had was like, 
okay, like the only way I can kind of muster together how you would get to this next section is if trampolines can be used twice, which means can I go down to a room, take a trampoline, take it out, use it for one purpose, then have to ditch that trampoline because I need to get on a Yoshi so I can survive these spikes. Right. Then can I ditch that Yoshi and go get another trampoline? And it turns out you can, you which can. is a victory. It Hell is a yeah. victory. So the trampolines respawn, which means I can get to the door on the right-hand side. I don't know what's on the other side of that door. The door may just be a spike room. Wait, can you? But you, what? Can yeah, you, you put it. You put a. Uh, you put a trampoline on top of the pow block. So you use the trampoline to get up, grab the pow block, d- drop the pow block. If do you're not throw moving, it. Are you allowed to enter a door? Oh yeah. Well, so you don't. So you the way you the way you time it is. Uh, so because. Uh, if you're on a block, like just like a yellow block or like uh-huh. those little like uh, those those ones that fall. I don't know what the actual like terminology is for those. Yeah, yeah. You can just hold up and Mario will just immediately go through a door. On a trampoline, uh, you need to time it. And so mm. basically what you do is you drop the trampoline on top of the pow block and then you just have to like, you know. Time make, it to well, actually, I guess, Mario's feet are so on I get, the actually, No, so I, now that I'm thinking about it, because huh. there's Could actually... You- you would actually probably put the pow block on top of the trampoline. Right. Then you could just and ride the just, pow block. I was going to say, right. you could hold right. up you on the pow the block, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a question. I only caught the sure, please, end of me. your stream. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. I was noticing something that I was like, wait, why isn't... So, you know that bit where you're getting on a pow block to jump and hit that yellow block to let the uh, let the little bomb down? The bomb, yeah. 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 Can you just throw a shell at that? block Kyle, you're not allowed to help good this is the chat <laughs> you're not allowed to help you're not allowed to help unless patrick asks that's the rule no i was wondering if he had tried that and it, and whether or not that shell like detonates so, the bomb or nothing and because i was like wait what is this other because that seems like an easier way to do this but I, assume, I think you're right. I, I came I in later right, so i wasn't sure if he had tried it i, did, uh-huh. I wanted to know uh-huh. I think, if you had tried it uh my mod Hassoon would have to attempt blocked you for <laughs> a minute for suggesting this. Because you know. um, you're right. Because you can go in God to the first it. yeah. The first pipe where the star is. Right. And as long as you're uh holding the shell when you grab the star, you could keep the shell. And then yes, you could actually skip that. Couldn't you even just like the leave the the, 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 the stars in the block, right? In the like question mark? Yeah, you could just leave you, you could just, just leave, leave the star. It and come back. Uh, but so it wouldn't it wouldn't help, he it wouldn't to help do you these streams alone. <laughs> But Kato, so like, so yes, it would, it would, it would, uh, well, Kato's, so part of what Kato is, is like, what I try to do is find efficiencies, which yes. is like, right. what's the fastest way to do something repeatedly so that you're not like dying to things over and over so you can focus on the stuff that matters, like put your mental energy there. So that is an efficiency. That is true. And I will steal that and use it on Wednesday <laughs> and publicly shame you for, Great. for a breaking protocol. Good. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure. That's why I wanted to ask. Actually, you actually have a 24-hour ban now from twitch.tv slash Patrick Klepik. <laughs> Thankfully, he's not streaming during that time, but you're banned right now. No. Um, yeah, it's, you're lucky that I don't stream. Uh, I only stream every once every 48 hours. So your ban will expire by the yeah. time Great. I stream again. Perfect. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, cool. <laughs> But it wouldn't necessarily solve, like, the st- you can't use that star then to, like, get up through that spiky area on the left. Like, you still need Yoshi to, like, actually survive that gauntlet. Yeah. Because you need the fire Yoshi to set off the bombs. Wait, why can't you get So the, it does make it efficient. It, it, you just not enough time. Don't and give also him more the- time. <laughs> no, I'm explaining. He's not right. He's not right. Okay. He's not okay. right. Because you need, 
You need Fire Yoshi in order for the bombs to be set off. Like gotcha. he needs to right. set right. because okay. Fire Yoshi's uh, fire goes. Uh, I was blocks. talking about that um, other power block. Oh my god, we can't stop. <laughs> You're cut off. You're cut off. Oh my god! But you know what? Kato is more useful than Fire Emblem Three Houses is at explaining how the game works. So, oh, definitely. You know, that's, that part's <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a game with a bad tutorial. Let me tell you that. It's I'm a, glad I've played one of these before because oh, yeah. this game's not very good at explaining yeah, itself. That's true, like, actually. It is, it is, it's been really interesting for me seeing people be like, have that response. Partially because it's like, the, okay, so the number one thing I'm seeing is people being like, you should look things up. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Please look things up. And then they're like, here's the wiki. And I'm like, wait, you can just look it up in the game. And then I remember, oh, I didn't realize I could look it up in the game until hour 10. <laughs> but I played another 60 hours of that game. So the bulk of time, I knew how to look things up. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it has mm -hmm. a really rough, like, cliff intro yeah. that you have to climb. And it's like, all right, but... Then the game is so long that it's like an MMO or something where where you're putting so much time into it that you're you're forgetting how hard that initial like sure. entry is. Totally. You know, um, and also like you, Patrick, if you've played these, there's some core stuff that you just know, and that can carry you through four bits of it at least. Yeah. Uh, what even, do you? What do you? But, but even like like uh, I think I mentioned I mentioned this to you in a DM was like. Uh, the so mm -hmm. like a couple hours into the game, you get dropped into uh, like the, the the game like the game game sort <laughs> the of the game starts. You know, you get yeah. out of, like the the game starts, and you can go and talk. You know, this is after you've like picked your house. Which we should get into that part separately because that was uh, an emotional journey that I did not enjoy. Oh, I bet. Um, <laughs> um, but once you've picked a picked a house to 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 align with, and you can kind of explore a bunch of the grounds and talk to everybody. Like I it's like, you know, the way the game flags the minimap, it's like, look, converse like conversation that's meaningful that like you should go and engage with. Like, okay, go and click that, finish that conversation. The game says, recruit. I'm like, what? Excuse? Like <laughs> recruit? Uh -huh. I was like, did I miss something? And I was like, nope. No, I did not. At no point did this game stop and say, by the way, after you pick a house, you can recruit. And so I just hit, hit the button. Recruit. And it said, ah, you need flying creatures to in order to like <laughs> but no, this person won't you come here until you do more right. and I'm like what are you even talking about what do you mean flying creatures and I know that because I know there are pegasus you know there are pegasus that, like, in this yeah, game yeah, series yeah. because I've played it before but that like Wyverns and shit. that doesn't make any sense to like nope. someone who uh. is like and I've told people like this is a good one to jump into and I still think that is true yep but it is shocking to the degree that eat like Recruit is a new mechanic. It's not even just you've done this before. Like you know how this works. Like no, I, mean, I this don't. This is true for the you same shit with like I, I talked about like the red lines and that, that let you know that you're being targeted. It, there's never a tutorialization mm -hmm. of that. No. I had a friend last night be like, you could hit the R two button to see where the enemies are gonna or what their range is, and it's like yeah, you can do that. And like oh, the worst part of that is that it's turned on in the very first mission you do against the bandits, and then the next mission oh, against really? the, the against the other houses, it's just off all of a sudden. I'm like, really? where are these shapes? I saw them last time. I saw them before. <laughs> totally. Past games have also allowed you to turn that on all the time, in right. the Like by default in yeah. the menu, and you just in the options you just can't do that here. Like I, I think there's a bunch of that stuff. So it's you have to manually turn it on. You can hit R two to turn on the Big, oh my God. I was looking thing. for in the menus. Or you can go to an individual unit and hit and hit A on them. Right, right. And that will give you just their just thing, yeah, which yeah. is super useful once you get flying units because like with flying, and you can do both, right? So you can right. have like the big purple ground and area. And, and you can also be like, all right, I need to know where all the archers are 
all the time because yeah. my flyers will just get knocked out of the sky. Oh, so you can you them. can tag them and leave them turned yeah, on. Totally. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, gotcha. Totally, that, totally. It's like one of those things where it's like it gives you a bunch of options. It's just really not interested in telling you those things directly. <laughs> um, which, you know, I is like a flaw of mine that I just don't care that much about that most of the time. Uh, but but yeah, I think like it could definitely be better around that stuff. The stuff that Do bugs you... me more is is now that I've now that I'm hearing about the other routes how and how distinct they are mm -hmm. um is the stuff that Patrick you were saying around choosing a house that like wait mm -hmm. quick question before we yes, talk about please. that actually do you often yeah. find yourself yeah please ask me interested. any questions about this cuz people <laughs> playing the game now probably have a million questions right. i am in a Austin, weird place this what is, is your a... what is your vision cuz how do you read the text in this game when you play it in handheld mode it's like oh, it's you in don't? 20 it's just you in my don't. face it's just you in my don't face read it. <laughs> i played a lot in bed i played a lot in bed it was, i just but i saved that for missions not for hanging a around a game that is yeah. made mm -hmm. for handheld it's mode bad. anything that is made for this made for really <laughs> you know, I think I think it. I think anything for this platform should be playable in handheld. It mode. should be. I, mean, and, I just mean it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> oh no, 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 that's his point. Yeah. His point is the text yeah. is so yeah. small. <laughs> the, it's the smallest it's been since playing Dead. Uh, what was the Dead Rising on the Dead Xbox Rising. 360, mm -hmm. where if you didn't have an HDTV, you just literally couldn't read half of the oh, text yeah. on the screen. It was the worst. Um, uh, no, that shit should all be bigger all the way. Just or like, let me have an option for it. Um, um, I was just gonna bigger ask about than before. Bigger than yeah. before. Bi well, <laughs> bigger than before. <laughs> just need some vinegar. Uh, just dip your switch <laughs> in vinegar. I just pour it on my switch. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Someone, uh, the, you know what? Can someone please, with ability to make memes, folk, folk, Steve, just get out Steve there. Can Kim. you just, just <laughs> if you made a thing that was bigger than before, yeah. but for dipping a switch in vinegar, yeah. and then. If the font size was bigger than Fire Emblem, that'd be big right now. That'd be yeah. huge. Yeah. Just yeah. raining yeah. down. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Boom. Rack them up. Uh, Get that clout. Anyway, Sorry, the Kato, question, go the, the question I had that was related to what you were saying before yes. about how that didn't bother you is, uh, do you often find yourself just going through menus just to see what's there? I've never started a game without looking at the options menu. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I do is like, oh, yeah. what's every button on this thing do? Right. Like, that is just who I am. And, like, uh -huh. I, and I think, Rob, maybe you know, we've talked about this here or there before, but like coming from the lineage of having played strategy games where every strategy game I play starts with a menu that has t 13 options that I can't possibly really know how they will affect my play. You know, think about something like we've streamed Stellaris where like Stellaris opens up like, all right, what type of galaxy do you want? Elliptical, spiral, what's <laughs> what sort of shit do you want here? How many, how many uh sleeping factions do you want or whatever? It's like I fuck, I don't know. Um and so like I get a lot of joy out of feeling out that space inside of a gameplay system and like figuring out. And that's not to say I'm never frustrated by sure. stuff. I often am, but it's especially when I feel deeply punished and that like my time has been wasted. Um, but to do that, the part of the reason why I don't feel that so bad is because of things like the Divine Pulse, where I'm not. Re I didn't replay a single mission in this game. Do you right. know what I mean? If I was doing that, that would. And I could see other people having having that issue. So, but th for that reason, it never got under my in here rob yeah i think where things get really blurry is that there are there are no genre conventions for like strategy games or and tactics games in particular that like mm -hmm. bridge the gap into like more uh like popular tactics games as opposed to more like niche wargamey type stuff mm -hmm. the strategy stuff you're talking about there is kind of an expectation that there is a lot of experimentation and open-ended learning you're going to have to do. You, the, the toolbox is opened yeah. for you, 
but you don't know you don't know what the tools do and the game is maybe going to like tell you in text well like here's roughly how it works and what it does but that doesn't really mean anything until you apply that knowledge and then see for yourself via experimentation what does this tool do i think where a lot of games coming from the more rpg tactics uh lineage can go a bit wrong is that they end up having a lot of systems that you can and should play around with and experiment with. The problem is a lot of those games will also then do enough tutorializing yeah. where you'll think, well, if I need to know something, the game will tell me, right? <laughs> totally. And it's one of those things where you you almost, you kind of have to either be all the way in on like tutorializing the campaign or all the way out and say, no, this is a toolbox game. And like, how you put those things to work uh, is up to you. I think another option is um, I wrote last week about Jagged Alliance 2. There's like certain opening moves you have to do at the start of every campaign. And that functions like a tutorial, but you have to, you still have to feel your way through it. You mm-hmm. have to figure out how to use the mechanics to do those opening moves. Uh, it's not going to say, and now click here. Now use this. You still have to fuck around with stuff and do those easy objectives. And then when the game just opens up, you roughly have figured out anything in this game I am just going to have to screw around with until I see what it does. And uh, you know, then, then go from there. But I also don't know how frustrating that is these days. Like I think it's, it's one thing to lose yeah. a four X or yeah, it's one thing to lose a four X or like a, a Civ type game, and say, well, I'll try again. It's you know, it, it's not a big investment. But when you're like a, cam- a campaign tactics game, like XCOM two pissed me the fuck off because there's mm-hmm. so much that was unclear, and once you started to like get behind, you were a little bit screwed. And so it was this realization that um, you really needed to. You really needed to know what you were doing. You really even, needed these things explained to you. Even in War of the Chosen, a much better version of that game, how often when we were playing that did we hit a text box that didn't clear did wasn't clear about yeah. how an ability worked, especially stuff on the on the the kind of larger like meta map scale. And that's stuff that will fuck you up, right? That stuff like, oh wow, I built a tower yeah. in the wrong place. Now I can't expand quick enough. Now the alien avatar project is going to advance. This puts the whole campaign in a death spiral. But do you feel like, to Patrick's example, when you sort of were able to build a house and then there were mechanics attached to that that you hadn't like been instructed, the thing that frustrates me the most about that is if a game is tutorializing to any significant degree, I almost feel like even when an option opens up, I'm not really supposed to screw with it until the game tells the, me, the ah, yeah. here's what right. this does. And right. so you lose up on the sense of like fun discovery that comes with that. It's not like, oh, I wonder what this does. And so I always end up, it's kind of like when you're, when you're, <laughs> maybe this is just on, on the brain, when you're visiting someone else's house and you're like, <laughs> can I do this? This. Can I put this in the dishwasher? <laughs> Should I just, uh, you know, mm, I'll wait until you ask me to do something. And that's kind of how I feel about games like games that operate the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it sounds like Vi Patrick's description. 
that game so does. There's, there's two things. One is there is straight up an in-game guide that you can read. Not a gu- it, it says guide, but it's just a list of tutorials, right? Um, and so at a certain yeah. point, this was after I learned most of the stuff in there. I just went through and was like, I'm going to make sure I've read all of this. Um, again, that is just the person I am. The other half of it is I am the sort of person who's just like, oh, wow, cool. I can recruit people. I'm going to run around and hit recruit until I understand what this means. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to, oh, oh, cool. There's battalions. What's a battalion? All right. I'm going to spend 20 minutes in these menus, figuring out what a battalion is, looking at what all their abilities do, thinking about what the, the ways I could use them is figuring out what the requirements are for, for deploying them. Oh, that's what authority does. Okay. I see. Okay. And this person has a special ability where they do extra damage with battalions. So I should focus on their authority. And to me, what if you do, what if you're like me and you do the opposite of that, which is that like, you'll still be try to recruit once when. I don't understand what that means. Like, yeah. I'm just not going to hit that button again until the game says that I'm supposed to. Then randomly, the other side is like, hey, here's battalions. It's like, why are you even telling me this right now? I'm not in a fight. I don't need to use it. Why are you giving me this tutorial at a moment that it's not useful contextually? And I'm just going to forget answer? that it ever exists. And I'm hoping that when I get into a fight, then it'll be like, hey, by the way, battalions. But I don't know if that's true. It seems more likely that I'm going to get into another fight, finish that, then go back and DM Austin and be like, so do I need to fuck with battalions? And then like, or I'm waiting for Kotaku to write the inevitable like tips for playing Fire Emblem they Three Houses, yeah. which is like, I love the, yeah. I'm sure they did. I love those series. It's it's great. Like it really it's like a very totally. useful like framing device for lots of games. I, and this one desperately needs that because uh it's hard to not look at uh, like on one hand I'm like didn't tell me to recruit. I'm just not going to screw with that. On the other hand, in the back of my mind I'm also like am I now putting myself behind the eight ball in the XCOM sort of like meta sense that like because I didn't start doing recruitment stuff now it's going to really bite me in the, the ass later. The answer is no. Just and so now that I to f- relieve your know, anxiety. I know, I know. The I game know. isn't built like this is, the, uh, this is the other half of it which maybe speaks, speaks in a different direction. You're recruiting characters because you think they're cool. You're recruiting characters because you're like, oh wow, this this is interesting. The game is balanced because to for each house to be self-sustaining, for all of the default characters that you get throughout the storyline to be what you need to beat this game. Um, I ended up with six characters on the bench by the end of this game for most of my missions. I was leveling people up because I thought they were cool and I wanted to see them do animations <laughs> and I wanted to raise the supports between characters because I was interested in what this cool assassin lady would say to this young assassin girl. You know, like it is not it, right. that that stuff is. I, I'm with you that I think that all that stuff could be tutorialized more cleanly, or could, like Rob is saying, be treated like a toolbox and and have Dark Soul style expectations that you're going to come into this game and learn how this game works at, by just experimenting. Um, and they, but the game has some of that. So we're like gardening, fishing, totally. Like, it it says like it's it's like it doesn't it it finds a quest that like sends you over there and then just sort of lets it go yeah. and like. The thing like you like mentioned to me when I was like, should I just use all my fishing stuff? Is it well actually like in the calendar, it'll tell you there's good fishing days. And that's fun discovery. Like that's you, the game saying like, here's an element of our game. And then you need to kind of naturally discover through the course of play, like the optimal way or the more interesting ways to engage with like that ancillary bit. But uh, yeah. And again, I've played one of the, I played these before I've played XCOM. I've beaten XCOM one and two. Like I have a familiarity. So like I, I would just worry given like, if I'm having little stressors on a series that I feel like I should just be able to jump in, like right into the deep end, and I'm going like, ah, it just worries me. And I should, I'm just, I guess I'm trying to express for folks. Totally. If you jumped in I think thinking this like is- this is your first one, and you're like, oh no, like just ch- chill, look things up, ask questions. I think the game is still is very approachable as like a new Fire Emblem, but you are not wrong for being like, 
yo Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, the thing, <laughs> the thing the that I just so super, super want to underscore is not the the fear of like, am I not playing optimally? Am I being efficient enough? Mm. It's okay. This is not that game. This is not the game that there are ways in which playing really well will benefit you in ways that you're excited about making sure that like every because this is stuff they definitely don't explain that you and I haven't even brought up yet but things like hey make sure everyone on your team gets killed so they level up right make right. sure that you're like spreading the love around so to speak you're not just bring, making, a, bring a weak character yes, in that like totally. get some stabs in but they stay behind they stay behind like, they get the, the final hit in but they don't, all that stuff is stuff that we know because we've played these games before that is also not tutorialized but Despite that, really what I want to say is just like there is so much of it. There is the ability to grind. There is the ability to like raise a character who you've underleveled back up if you want to. There's so many ways in which that sort of like stark efficiency, that sort of play where you're like dialed all the way in is not necessary. Mm -hmm. In some ways, better than it's ever been in the series. And there's so much of it that like – Wasting three weeks at the top of the game or wasting two months at the top of the game or not knowing that you could have been engaging with recruitment mechanics. Don't feel like you have to start over now. Don't feel like if you've already put six hours in, you're like, fuck, I didn't realize that I could X, Y, Z. Let me tell you, you still have 10 times more game to come. <laughs> you're going to be <laughs> right. all right in terms of writing the course or feeling good about it. So Patrick is totally right that like if you feel lost right now, totally fine. But also – don't feel like you've wasted time or that you fucked up or that like there is there is some It doesn't have a meta like XCOM where like no. you can legitimately get there to a is point no end, where yes. it's going to be a fa it's going to be a failed run and you have to go back to a save or start over with like shared knowledge. Right. It's, My one, it sounds like more what you're saying is that like you can you can you can be brutally efficient and be so much better. Yes. But even if you do none of that stuff, the game gives you guardrails to either uh, buff that stuff up or it'll just keep you in the middle of the road um, just fine and, like, you'll be okay even if you're not doing, like, the brutal efficiency. The, the thing that I will say if you feel really, like, if you – I kept a lot of saves just in case. Mostly it was for, like, narrative reasons of, like, if I want to make a different conversation choice or something. Mm -hmm. Not that this is, like, a wild branching game, but sometimes I did. So I would keep a save at the beginning of every month. Right. And then I would also have my week to week save because the game is broken up into months where every week you get to instruct your students and also then kind of explore the area or do a side battle or something like that. Whatever, you, whatever. One of four options, basically. Um, and I would keep a save from the beginning of every month. Um, at the start of the month, I would replace that monthly save with the, with a new monthly save. And I think I only went back to it once or twice. And again, both times it was for narrative reasons. It was like making a different choice about a character I wanted to do something with versus like uh, I fucked up or I needed to grind more. I never needed to go back and grind more or anything like that. But that stuff is available to you if you want that. Rob. How much is there – good that you pointed out the like I need to be an efficiency machine drive that can derail a game. Like even when you're doing – being reasonably successful, you can start to feel like – Oh, Definitely. I should play this better. But how much is there also kind of buyer's remorse about like narrative combos and choices you've made over this? Because this is the other thing. Little, little. There is, there's one okay. big choice in this game and only for one house. Everything else is about like, are you building your supports with characters? And if you're not, you give them some gifts. Like it is not a branching path game. It is not a game that's like, 
you fuck gifts, up. You can eat with you them. You can eat with like, them. There's you a can lot go of to ways the choir like, with them. The right. So this is yeah. a game in which it's like, hey, there's only a couple things we're tracking in terms of narrative progress with characters, which is support. And there's a bunch of ways for you to do that. Bring them in a battle with you and stand near them while they, while you fight. So eventually, you can kind of assign them as as like adjutants, which are like squires almost, like your, your backup bodyguards to units. Um, and that'll raise your support. Maybe you have someone who's like, ah, oh, I really don't need a second lancer in this fucking mission, but I still want to raise their support. I'm going to attach them to my unit or to the unit that I want them to raise support with. There's there's like an there's like a, a, a panoply of ways to produce those effects. Um, and so there is a sort of like you're trying to fill your stomach. It's a buffet. You know, maybe you don't want the mac and cheese. Maybe you, you want the salad. Maybe you want the ribs. But like you're going to get your stomach filled. Um, and that is the that is the, the kind of design strategy that they went with versus you need to master these seven different things. Um, like the gardening yeah. and the fishing is a good example of this. The gardening and the fishing, not really, they don't really add up to something at the end where you're like, ah, yes, I've done the great <laughs> garden. Here's what I did though is there was a point at which I really wanted to upgrade a bunch of weapons at once and I had enough money to upgrade most of them, but then I realized like, oh, I'm sitting on a million fish. I'm gonna fucking sell those fish. And I sold 30 <laughs> fish or something and suddenly had this huge influx of money that I could use to upgrade weapons, to just like throw away shit that was almost broken, to buy more healing items and stuff like that. Uh, and to buy a bunch of gifts to give people who I was like, oh, I kind of have ignored your support thing. I should just, I should mm -hmm. do that. Um, along with like certain quests did come up that were like, hey, provide this fish or provide this plant or whatever. Um, one of them I didn't complete because right. I never found a fucking onion for some reason. I think I was too focused on the high level gardening and I never just got a nice onion in my storehouse <laughs> and so just make sure you plant some vegetables not just the nice flowers that's what I'm going to say gotcha. um, good tips any other uh, real talk though from Kato and Patrick who are already playing this are there questions about house let's talk picking a house all right. it's the most traumatic experience of 2019 tell me about picking a house <laughs> tell, tell me about going well, house shopping it comes really early in the game mm -hmm. I th I thought this was going to be like a six hours in, we're going to rotate you through three different houses, you're going to get pretty familiar with everyone, but you're going to fall in love with one in particular, and then you'll just go down that path. Fire Emblem Three Houses is like, absolutely not. What if an hour into the game, you can scroll through some character lists and get like a sort of vibe of each section, and then make the most consequential choice that you will make in the game, which is like who you'll align with and like see the political effects and social effects for the next 60 hours. And so what I chose to do, I like had like everyone went to bed early on Saturday. I had like a solid, like 90 minutes that I could sit and actually play this to myself. And I was like, cool. I'm like going to finally really get into this game. And instead in like 15 minutes, like, cause I'd already done the, the really intro stuff. I hit this wall and I like had my glass of whiskey and was just sitting and staring at the ceiling, <laughs> unable to come to a decision. Uh -huh. And then I finally, I went with my heart, like one on one hand, I was deeply swayed by the content argument. By so I put it out on Twitter. Uh -huh. I was just like, uh, is anyone with me? Are you just staring at this screen? And it was just a lot of hallelujah. Yes, I am. It was just a lot of people having similar struggles on Saturday night try looking at this screen. And uh, one person deeply swayed me on the sense of like, look, Austin already picked the golden deer, right? Golden deer? That's Golden the one. deer. Yeah. Right? The only correct um, he already, that's, that's one content lane. 
you know, there are other <laughs> content lanes. I was like, that's right. You are right. That is how that works. It's like, okay, so Golden Deer is off. Plus, I was also, look, all my friends, I get it. Golden Deer, like, who wouldn't want to align themselves with Prince? Yeah. <laughs> like, the that's musician it. Prince is leading a house brought into Fire Emblem. Of, of cool outsiders. Deeply, uh, look, Prince is one of my all-time favorite musicians. Like, I get, I get it. But that's what everyone is doing. And I got, I got, you know, I was like, I have to take that out. That's not even an option. I just removed Golden Deer from wow. the table. So like, your choice that's now. Everyone, uh, Black Eagle, Blue uh, Lion, Black Eagle, and Blue Lion. The crew um, that I couldn't even remember their name last week. <laughs> I kept being like Blue. Uh, so Blue Lion. And that you know what? Your response there. I felt that way to begin with in that game. I was like, <laughs> I look at this blonde motherfucker, and I was like, Look, you oh. look competent. You look like, oh, I got my shit together. I want something a little messier. I want something <laughs> that I feel a little more uneasy oh. about. And like Black Eagle specifically has uh, one character that just wants to take a nap constantly, <laughs> just wants to take naps. He's here to fight, but he's also here to take naps. And then uh, I'm so early, so I don't, I don't really have all their names internalized yet, but uh, people remember these personalities uh -huh. if you've... Made the right choice and joined oh, Team wow. Black Eagle. Wow. God, this is who so funny. Seem, who, that said, I think, isn't she like, she's going to be the princess, which means she's going to be like the head of the, she's, you know, she may be an imperialist, of, so we may have problems. Of the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have the heir uh, of the empire. Yep. Edelgard. <laughs> Look, I think everyone's got their problems on, on that level. I feel like we're all going to come out uh, pretty messy on the other side of this <laughs> process. That's my gut feeling. Uh -huh. But there's also a character, uh, this, uh, th this girl who, uh, she's very shy. Um, to the point oh, she's that the best. like her dialogue, her dialogue is stuck at least initially in the early parts of the game. She's behind a door. She's the best. And so <laughs> Bernadetta, yes. um, Bernadetta, I wait, I, like went, I went up. She, she's just in her dorm room and refuses to come out. Okay. Like I and one of my and I was rewarded. So of course I, I went with Black Eagle and I was rewarded specifically so swayed by this character where I went up and my one of my first dialogue choices with her. Was I don't know, I, like you know you say something something and then she responds noncommittally doesn't want to come out and then your, one of your options is to like respect her choice or to say there's a cake outside. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I said there was a cake outside. Is there a cake? There is not a cake outside. <laughs> oh my oh. lord! God. And wow. she was like, I love cake. I'll have some later. And then you get like support up. Like she enjoys the, I, I was given a support up wow, for, a lie. for a lie. She's going to come out and there will not be a cake. Oh, the oh, cake's no. Okay. So wow. the case it's making is that she wants to feel included. She wants to be invited. Mm -hmm. She appreciates getting the invitation. Yes. But she can't, she's not wired in a way that like she, she will be restored or recharged by taking advantage of that. But it is important to her to feel that connection and that is yes. there if she needs it. Okay. Right. okay. So yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat that cake. She's not, she, I, she just I, I, needs like, to know that someone thought about the cake. Yeah. This is like the yeah. equivalent of like, I recently like told a friend of mine, uh, thank you for continuing to invite Katie and I to your parties in the city that you know, in no circumstance, <laughs> could we ever get out on a Saturday night to come to that party? But it actually is very touching and meaningful that you continue to include me on the invite list because it just means you're thinking yeah. of me, even though I cannot go to that party and will never be able to. But thank you. So like I have a, I understand. I see where she's coming from. So anyway, that's Bernadette. Also, I'm very happy with my choice. High on my list of characters I wanted to recruit, but just could not. I wasn't specking to be an archer, and I didn't get her support up high enough before the cutoff, uh, and so I did not get gotcha. to recruit her. Um, and that 
that bummed me out in the second half of the game. So I was like, Kato, Kato, walk me through. Are you one of these? One of these? Oh, I want to be part of the Golden Deer Club. That's what all my friends are doing. Listen, no, yes, <laughs> but no, not because of that. Okay. Like fucking the the choice was immediate. I just I wanted you. I wanted you irritated to start this conversation. So, <laughs> what'd you go with? Golden you, Deer, because, obviously sorry, the why? only correct choice. Okay, because it's so oh, good. Because he's okay, hot, yeah. and he also hot. they're not. Monarchs. Okay, they are. They're nobles. It's not great still, but Rob, it's better. Oh my lord. <laughs> Rob, 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 Rob. Holy shit. Rob, can I set this up for you? Rob, can I set up this, what the situation is? Hold on. Can I set just so you, I want oh, your full Kato. judgment? Look. Rob, mm-hmm. so the world used to be Here we go. two things. There used to be the church and the empire, and they were locked hand in hand. The Empire, and this is stuff you could read about right away in the library in this game. So I'm not, this is not spoilers. This is the setup for the game. At some point, uh, there was a rebellion, and a kingdom arose in the north, and they separated from the empire, and then the church recognized them as a sovereign state, and because no one wants to fuck with the church, all right, I get, uh, you know, there was also a civil war. So (laughs) now there's a kingdom and an empire. Then a bunch of nobles in the eastern part of the kingdom are like, you know what, fuck this kingdom shit, and they create the Leicester Alliance, that is comprised of five ruling noble houses that still have kind of an executive leader, but those five houses are autonomous inside of the alliance. They're kind of like they're like a set of of uh, you know noble smaller kingdoms or dukedoms that are all that all kind of pull up into the alliance. That is the setup. Kato chose the the latter, which I yeah. get where he's coming from. Of the options, look. It doesn't help that better a petty tyrant than fucking, a large one. Like what's I, the? No, I mean just yeah, yes, actually. Okay, you know, spread the power um, a little bit. You know, it's 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 a step in the right direction away from a Kato, single ruler. I strongly recommend right? you read and, any uh, history. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Look, just spread the power out so that uh huh. Look, if we have no appeal to a higher authority that you can make, but tons of basically regional tyrants with unlimited power and no accountability, uh, that's, accountability that's the ideal society. Other, right? that's, that's how we build. Uh. That's how we build a better future, uh, and that's why the county sheriff is the most beloved institution in American law. Also, oh. it's it's Prince. It's Golden Prince. Deer is your local county sheriff. It's it's like a it's like a, a an alliance of county sheriffs. <laughs> oh, good! It's good. It's the FOP. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah. God. No, see, this is the thing. Like, the thing is, you want the monarchs to just crush. I mean, just absolutely smoke the the nobility. Just like absolutely torch them, because what they're doing then is they're torching. The pillars of their own legitimacy, right? And then, ah, comrade, yeah. then <laughs> this is, this once, is... once the hollow edifice of monarchy is expo- uh, monarchy is exposed, yeah. then we can build a truly just society in order. So I, I feel like uh, it's actually, easier to make the mental leap. People no, it's accuse not about me of monarchist leaps. tendencies, uh huh. But really, you're an accelerationist, <laughs> right? You're like, hey, well, the, the that's more that's been brought into some disrepute. <laughs> The more, the more obvious I reject the, that label. The contradictions uh, of society are the more quickly we'll move towards towards taking real direct action. Um, you know, the, the hmm. Lester Alliance is only holding off. It's it's reformist, right? Like it's the whole thing of like, hey, 
listen, at least we're not an empire. And then the people go like, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, we're not an empire. We're 13 <laughs> county sheriffs. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> but why those 13? Because of real talk? Because of their bloodlines. Right. So Someone's going to notice that eventually and be like, you know what? That's fucked. Yeah, man. Someone is eventually going to notice <laughs> that maybe you shouldn't build a society around 13 bloodlines or whatever. <laughs> that's fucked. Uh, it's my favorite Netflix show. You know who's bloodlines. the best person to recognize that, though? Who's that? The king. Ah. Uh, <laughs> the king. God, I'm so uh, I am so so what the I, folly of my errors. Yeah, well, this is the things I'm so curious about, because I think now having known now now having having a good idea of what those other paths offer, um, I think my list of like coolest to least cool golden deer. Number one. Hell yeah. There's something really cool at the end of that game that's only for the golden deer. Black Eagle. Number two. Easy. Easy with a bullet. Number two, Black Eagle. Yeah. Some cool shit for Black Eagle that I will not get into, but I'm excited for people to get to. And then I've heard nothing cool about Blue Lion. At Anyone all. even yeah. picking them? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of second play through things because if you've seen the trailer uh-huh. to this game, they show what all the post time jump characters uh-huh. look like. And Dimitri, the leader of Blue Lion, his leap from part one to part two is the biggest leap there is mm. because he goes from like. Kind of like you said, he grows a beard. He grows a beard. There's more than that. He grows a beard. His hair is all <laughs> fucked up, and he has an eye patch. And he's like, oh, and he's like yelling. He's like lost his cool entirely. Like the facade completely breaks in that trailer <laughs> huh. because that's like the the the, uh, the like uh, pre jump Dimitri. Just like he just seemed like a uh, just I don't know, just like just too eager to please in a way that I found irritating. And like, I need, you know what? Damn. Anything but this. Uh, I'm going to show you a picture of him post jump. Coming from the Patrick is harsh. I'm like <laughs> fraught with social perils. <laughs> uh, this is Dimitri post jump here. Uh, he, he, so he seems like he's gone through some shit. Damn. You know what? See, I would follow that man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the pitch I got. Yeah, I know. I know. I want to know what happens. I beat this game. That's the thing I did over the over the last weekend was I put I finished this game. I put I'm yeah. up to 71 hours. And I beat it once. Great. Um. <laughs> uh. And I could have done it quicker. Here's the thing that I think speaks kind of volume about this game or about what I what I like about it is I was on what I knew would be the last month of this game. And I still did side battles so that I could so that I could finish leveling someone in their class and mm. so they could master the class and get a cool ability because I thought that was like I want them to be I want them to like be in a different class at the very end of this game. They've, they've earned it. Let me do a side battle that I do not need the XP from at all just to do this <laughs> for them. Um, but yeah, now but like I still don't know what happened to Blue Eagle. I don't know what the deal is there. Like I know I know what happened in my game, uh, but I don't know the how they got there. Um, and there are still huge questions about the path of the, the, sorry, I said blue eagle, blue lion, uh, black eagle. I I know what they've, I know like what the big plot decisions were from that, from that house, but I don't necessarily know what went into those plot decisions or what it would be like for the, for the other side of the player, because the back half of the game is completely unique from house to house. And Mm -hmm. there aren't, I believe completely unique. Maybe there's a couple of overlap missions, but it's a bunch of totally unique stuff because they're coming from completely different scenarios basically um but i will say from talking to people golden deer has like a level that no one else has that's super dope and i want to talk to to people about it um i hope people beat this game because i want to talk spoilers and the only way to do that is to drive people beat this game (laughs) um any other fire emblem stuff or should we take a quick break and then talk about other video games and non-video games board games maybe yeah we'll see 
All right, let's take a break. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, we are back. Um, Slack isn't. Did y'all see this? What? Slack's down. Oh, good. Slack's haunted. Um, Slack's. Uh, what, did, uh, what else is going on? Kato, you and I actually uh, hung out a little bit this weekend. Slack's haunted. Oh, yeah. I watched you. I would edit. <laughs> So I went to the Game Devs of Color yeah. uh, conference, which Same. is incredible. Every year, really great talks, really great games. Um, and I saw Kato, like, we, we did eventually talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But yeah. the bulk of the time I saw you, like, for real, an hour of time. Was that? No. Like, 40 minutes, Jeez. at least. You were playing a single <laughs> game demo. You were playing, um, what was the name of that game? Uh, she, fuck, Dreams. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm gonna find the name. She yeah, fucks yeah, Dreams? Yeah. It's no, not that. No, no, no. No. She she dreams of something. Mm, God damn it! I've I had she a, dreams I, elsewhere. She dreams elsewhere. That's it. Okay, a surreal adventure RPG about dreams and the extent to which they mirror reality. Yeah, is that accurate? Yeah, I would say so. Or at least I. Mm, it's 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 uh you know up in the air whether or not it's a dream. I guess gotcha. in the demo, but um yeah it uh was really interesting. This kind of uh. Like set in, uh, set in the real world, but then like you know the characters go into this surreal like dreamscape. Um, but uh, what I really enjoyed about it was the uh, the look was really cool. It was mostly black and white, but then like there, there's a lot of um, great color choices for like highlights and uh, backgrounds and stuff. And also uh, the dialogue was uh, really great. Like your this um i forgot her name and i think talia talia yeah yeah uh you play uh talia who is um leaving some sort of party or social interaction kind of distressed uh, and you uh see your dog like run out the door and you go you go to chase him down and then end up in this like weird uh dream space where there's a bunch of monsters and you have to fight and it's an rpg system and it's very uh it feels very um, persona uh, gotcha. uh, adjacent in that, like most of the time you're doing elemental attacks, like, and you want to find the weaknesses mm -hmm. to those enemies and things like that. Um, there's a turn order, so you know you, you want to think about what which uh, enemies you are attacking based on that. Um, but a, a lot of it is is interesting because the um, it just had really like. 
I guess the word for it is just naturalistic, like re- really good. Like, oh, these these people that are in this game, they're like friends. They're like shooting the shit, even though things are weird as hell. Right, but right, like right. in like a in a in a way that's really enjoyable. And um, but also like it feels like people who are friends who right. are just talking to each other. Yeah, and but also and like also like does good setup on like, oh, this is gonna be a story about like the unspoken about tensions between this group of friends mm. even though like they're all you're all on the same team and fighting like uh these enemies there's still like there seems to it seems to be setting up some interesting dynamics between the group um and that was basically the only game i played because it was so, so packed it was so packed which is cool which is yes. uh really really great that um this is the second year i've gone uh last year um uh, it was not as crowded, so we were able to play uh, a few more games. But uh, this year, it was just like being in a sardine can almost like the whole time. It was so packed. There's yeah. so many people there, which is again great. It was just really. I just cool wish there. I I wish there was more space available for them because it's getting to the point where uh, yeah. it's like such a cool big. You I know, feel like next year they they may need to find something a little bigger. A little because bit bigger. It's it's, it's growing. Um, um, I want to. Shout out three things. Yeah. Four things. One, gotcha. uh, I want to shout out Super Space Club by developer Graham of Legend, which is like asteroids with like other enemy ships and also like mm-hmm. bright colors, cool bright colors. Um, it just felt good. It, the, the, the like ship control had that thing that like Galaxy has, which it's just fun to like dodge through asteroids and stuff like that. It seemed pretty early. <clears throat> like I, I'm very curious about what like the overall structure is, but that it seemed dope and it felt good, which is already like a great thing. Two, um, the, the fish one. The fish one? Did you see the fish one? Oh, the one where you slap a fish? Sashimi Slammers uh, by (laughs) Furious Fish Friends, in which the controllers are plastic rubber fish that you slam, and those control what the fish do on screen, and you kind of like push your opponent into the edge of the screen where there is a deep fryer, Uh, and more games (laughs) where you slap fish as the controls. Please. Um, which is, which is more weird controllers. Totally. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite other things that had like an alternate controller situation was this game was in a briefcase that had uh, yeah, yeah. little robots in it, almost like, like, um, Rock'em Sock'em robot style, like little red, one red robot, one blue robot that yeah. were like physical things uh, called Robot Slow Dance, who instead of Rock'em Sock'em robots punching you, punching each other. You dance and you talk, and uh, it's really cool. Um, final thing I want to shout out is Playdate was there. Oh yeah, uh, I played. I held a Playdate this weekend. I yeah. held the little, you know, yellow console that that um that we've talked about earlier this year. I crank, I cranked that crank. It's smaller than I thought. It's yeah. very tiny. How does yeah. that crank feel? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty all pretty right. good. Yeah. And that game is kind of cool. Like is it is it smooth? Is it is it? It's is smooth. It like a chunkiness yeah. to it's, it. There's okay. no chonkiness. It's a smooth, but it's like a you know. There's like a little bit of friction. It's not loose. There's resistance. Yes. Yeah. There's resistance on the crank, but it's not like stepped at all. It's not like dip 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 dip. No. It's just like you can spin. But it. neither is it like gotcha. a bike wheel without the chain on. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's not just like woo. Right. 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 Um, it's it's a pretty right. good. It's at the right level of resistance. Um, and that game that is uh, the is that the Kata Takahashi yes, one? Yes. Uh, is like you're playing a person who's going on a date, and you need to 
navigate your way to the date by using the crank, which moves you back and forward in space. Mm -hmm. um, and you have certain interactions when you come across certain things. So, like, there's a flower on the ground. You kneel down to smell the flower. You, like, bend over to smell the flower. If there's, like, monkey bars, you jump up to grab the monkey bars. And then that also, like, separates your body into three, <laughs> like, your your top, your, your like, center, and your legs. Um, and as you're so trying how, to... How does that... How does that how does you, that work? Like, like literally, with the, like, what's the difference between just like crank, 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 crank? Is there like something you'll that happens run through it really quick? You'll just like spin. You'll just like go through the animation very quickly. And so the thing okay. is, like, things are coming at you or coming from behind you that you need to dodge. So like, oh, a, a weird bug is coming at me. I better be near the flower and I better bend over to like smell the rose while the bug is coming mm. at me, which will go over my head and miss me. Or I need to hop over gotcha. this hurdle while something is coming across the ground or whatever. Yeah. So it's a lot of like, go forward, go for, okay, here it comes. All right, now I have to go down to the thing. Now, okay, now I'm gonna jump up and grab the monkey bars to split myself into two, but then I have to back up and jump back to the flower. And you know, it's like that yeah. sort of thing. It's mostly just a very cute, fun, toy like I, I i i'm very curious what the rest of these games are uh, obviously yeah. i'm not saying this is not a game this thing that we're talking about is a game but i had a very toy-like experience with the right. device which is like oh wow what is this cool thing and I, I i like toys a lot i think toys are good i think it's like a it's not a i'm not diminishing it i'm just right. saying that like my experience with it is similar to like a puzzle box or uh or just like this is a cool device to to play with i'm so curious to see what the other games will be coming out and part of why they were there was to see about getting more devs for it. Yeah. And given is, Yeah, exactly. Which is good because yeah, given the 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 issues they had around on, their name around and their name Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um that uh one festival that also called Playdate. Also called Playdate. Uh, like I'm glad that, that they of. are actively trying to recruit folks and talk to devs. From yeah, it's it's one thing like to do it on color. social media and say please retweet and apply. It's like quite another to like meaningfully go to a you know, it doesn't it's not perfect, you know. It doesn't necessarily fix all all the woes, but it is it is another to actually go to a place and be talking to people, yeah. um, than to just fire off a tweet. Um, the uh, the thing I just also want to say is a lot of great fans were there, and yeah. shout outs to anyone who came up and said hey, and shout outs to anyone who like didn't do that but was there and was like oh wow that's them. <laughs> like yeah. also shout outs to you even if you didn't have the chance to come up and say hey or didn't want to. Um, uh, really great show. Really excited uh, to see what they do next year. One quick thing is yes. um, there were some really interesting panels that yes. I saw, and uh, I believe those are archived and being brought up on their YouTube. Um, and they're all worth checking out, but I wanted to shout out one in particular that was really interesting um, from a trans dev that works on the oh, right. uh, NASCAR series. And she uh, gave a talk about how she uh, shepherded this uh, feature that she really wanted to get into the game through the development process and how she brought other people on board with the idea of creating a non-binary character creator where you don't choose a gender uh, to start um, and that doesn't change the base model. The base model kind of has sliders that go like towards the femme end of the spectrum, towards the masculine end of the spectrum and like you can slide them all up and down however you wish and nothing is really locked out uh, of your choices. So, you know, um, it's it's weird to say that like a NASCAR game of all things has a non non binary character creator, but it was uh, really cool to hear how she uh, was able to uh, pull that off, um, and so that's worth looking up uh, for sure. And also the hip hop and games panel was really cool. Uh, friend of the show, Mike, Mike, Mike Eagle, Eagle was there. Yeah, along was, with Samus, was there, right? Samus, Mega Ran, Mega Ran. 
um, and uh, the developer of the game, whose name I'm forgetting, but the game that I was that I was playing was also on that oh, panel awesome. because I didn't because that. I forgot to mention the soundtrack in that game is really dope. Awesome, really cool. Uh, like. Uh, lo-fi chill hip-hop beats to study to style mm-hmm. stuff going on in there um but yeah the really great talks and uh, definitely worth checking out on i believe I, I gotta find their youtube i think it's on their youtube uh cool um so check that out again game devs of color uh, uh some really cool stuff that game that you were talking about before again uh, was called She Dreams Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, those that's the big one to look up in that little condo, little section. Rob. Oh wait, yeah. One other thing, because it was really short, and I only got I, I got to play it. But there was one game called Can Androids Pray, which was interesting. Yeah, I've played um, that. I, I I well, okay, so I played through a a, a build of it a few months ago that I think was the complete build. Okay, cool. Um, they said there were two versions and I think that means there are, given the setup you can play as the other person, My understanding right? is there are two versions that are different in color not in. It's like a way of, of supporting the dev. It's not a way of it, there's not a narrative division in doing it. Do, okay. Those two versions. All right. um, I'm pretty sure that's that's the way that the itch the itch page makes it anyway. Um, uh that is only on itch also. And I actually briefly talked to the writer on that game um, uh, at the event. Um, and he was saying that like, hey. Zolivar? Yeah, yeah Zolivar, who was saying like, hey, did you know you can launch a game on itch and just itch and still do pretty okay when it's when it's scaled for that platform? Because Do mm-hmm. Android's Prey did not launch on um, Steam. Uh, so, game by three people. Uh, Natalie Clayton was the was the the lead like programmer on it, and I think like the lead dev, with um, uh, Zalavia doing the the uh, writing, and then um, Ghost Noise or sorry, Ghoul Noise, not Ghost Noise. Duh, um, uh, Priscilla Priscilla Snow uh, doing the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the soundtrack for yeah, it a lot. That's cool. Um, but yeah, there's like a can Androids play red and can Androids. Uh, pray blue um and i'm pretty sure based on reading the thing uh that the bundle is mostly like hey they're largely the same game there's different colors there's differences in palette but that's kind of it but hey this is a way to like support us a little bit more but hey if you can only afford one of them you could just buy one of them right it's like you know seven dollars or something for that for for the package um what do you think of it i enjoyed it I mean, it was, it's a short little narrative experience of the setup really quick is uh, you are in a mech that is disabled uh, on uh, some toxic planet. So you're not supposed to open your your uh, capsule and you're talking to a, a teammate, a, a peer, uh, and you kind of talk through your final uh, moments, essentially, uh, as like your life support starts to run out. Um, and, you know, it has... Uh, you know, interesting questions about uh, uh, I mean, it's called Can Androids uh, Pray, which you know, it it, it delves into the whole like AI. Is it you know when how when when where do you draw the line between the consciousness and like yeah uh, a set of programs, et cetera, et cetera, that that sort of stuff. But I think the um uh. The, the the setting of these like two mech pilots like uh brought a an interesting new wrinkle to those uh questions that have been you know 
talked about multiple times already in cyberpunks like stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah i really love the setting i really think it looks great and sounds great yeah um it has it definitely has like i think that like the core premise is fantastic i'm yeah. just like all right like what do you do in this situation yeah. and like what are these people talking about um for sure cool um uh i did find the it is just called the dave the game devs of color expo if you put that into youtube you will find their youtube channel and that has the talks and that stuff. has the talks awesome this year cool uh, Rob, you spent a week playing board games. I saw yeah, you tweet much. about. I saw you tweet about, and uh, it seemed like you were fatigued and exhausted, and that <laughs> the the Greek state needed to come to some decisions. Um, huh. uh, I don't know what the situation was there, but it seemed like both Sparta and Athens were at a breaking point. Um, is that fair to say, or yeah. have I misunderstood the situation? Well. No, it's interesting. So uh, we were playing Mark Herman's Pericles, okay. uh, which I think is published by GMT Games. And first of all, like going into this, this is me at like the most on my bullshit. Like this <laughs> is the period of classics history I know better than anything. Like there is any subject in the world uh-huh. that I know. It's the Peloponnesian War. Like that's it. But it is a war game, but it is a war game of domestic politics in some ways. So the setting for this game is the like almost century long power struggle between Athens and Sparta following their defeat of the Persians uh, in the, in the Persian wars. And basically Athens is kind of the first of the city, Greek city states to create like a stable alliance structure that they really quickly transform into a into an empire. Like you join you join what's called the Delian League, which was originally sort of a NATO type organization. Well, more of a Warsaw Pact organization <laughs> to fight the Persians. And then you can never leave. You pay your in your membership dues. You give the Athenians control of basically your military and your foreign policy. And what member states discovered like 20 years later when the Persians weren't such a pressing threat was when they were like, hey, do we need to pay our membership dues right now? And do you need to continue basically running our military and dictating policy for us? And the Athenians were like, absolutely you do. And we will use the combined resources of the dealing league to crush you. The Spartans on the other side are a more traditional alliance structure. They have longstanding friendships and allies. They're a land-based power, uh, but they are not quite sort of the Warsaw pact model that the Athenians had adopted for about a century. These two sides were sort of in competition, not in direct warfare for a lot of it, but just mm-hmm. constantly trying to swing people over to their side, take strategic positions around uh, the Aegean Sea. All right. <laughs> we are going to wrap this up. Rob's computer died. Is the thing that happened. Who started telling me a story about ancient Greece, I think. Per- Pericles was there. You yeah. you fill in the, the, you fill in the blanks. War. We started with Fire Emblem. We made it to Greece. Just we take some of Greece. that info and jumble it together. Thracia sounds like a place in ancient Greece. That's a thing uh, that Patrick yeah. just wrote yeah. about. People should go read. There's an article up on the site called... I don't remember the actual title. I've never even th- I've never even thought about how you pronounce that. I've never even like Thracia, 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 Thracia. I in my head Thracia. I was saying Thracia. 
Thracia is not bad. The near impossible 20 year journey to translate Fire Emblem Thracia 776. Uh, a really good article people should go read about um, about the 20 year journey it took for fans to translate the quote unquote untranslatable, the translation patch killer. Uh, my worst. <laughs> yeah, AKA. there was a. Yeah, around E3, um, the, I, there, you know, this this patch came out uh, uh, around E3 time and, um, you know, the, the, the kind of headline around it then from a couple of like fan sites was like, oh, like the final game in the Fire Emblem series that was has not been translated officially or unofficially um, has kind of been slotted in. So you can at this point now download patches to ROMs to um, or, you know, you rip your own ROM and apply a patch if you want to do it legally, because that's what everybody does. Yeah. Um, you import it. You you dump the ROM. Yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yep. Hundred percent. Thracia. And uh, you yeah. looked up the pronunciation. Thracia. No. Uh, no. Ancient name given to the southern Balkan regions, land inhabited by the Thracians. That's a real place. That's yeah, real I believe thing. it. Straight up. Oh, yeah. Cool. That makes sense. All right. Well, we're, we're accepted as canon. Um, and so you know, like, <laughs> uh, when I looked at that, uh, it kind of read some of the comments on uh, people. It was like, oh, it's been translated before, but it was like a garbage like meme translation, and like this has taken twenty years for this translation to occur. And like my favorite thing is to like, like so often like something shoots up on Reddit and it's like, there's always usually a story behind the story. And, um, so if you, if you saw a tweet from mine, me having sort of like a, like a, a, a writerly crisis, like two weeks ago, that was like, I've written thousands of words for a story that I no longer know if it's any good. Uh, but I'm just going to keep <laughs> going because it's too late now and I'll publish it for the content. Like this is the story. And I, I think it did turn out well because it's, uh, I've always had this like pet theory of, um, like there's so many stories that just kind of go untold because the internet just moves so fast and things like early fire emblem fandoms, like none of that stuff was really chronicled because, there wasn't even a chance for it to like float up on a place like Reddit. So part of what's fascinating about the story is like the there is there there are like multiple localizations of this game. And like one of them was what they call a script translation, which is that somebody did a really good, uh, well-liked uh translation of the Japanese script for for Thracia, but then didn't have the programming expertise to turn it into a patch that could get it into the game. Um mm. It's like those are different disciplines, and and you know you're, this is a world in which people spend years working on a thing that could get a cease and desist, and could uh, they cannot ever make any money on it. So it's like <laughs> it's just like difficult to. It's understandable why lots of efforts start and fail, and this one in particular because Thracia has what um, with the successful team called Project Exile. Um, they described uh, the the game as having spaghetti code because it was it was not difficult to like it's not difficult to like insert like to, to to write something that inserts like something into the code but you need to know where to put the where to put it and because this game was released both on something called Nintendo Power which was like a uh, a you would buy a rewritable cartridge in Japan and then you would go and pay money at a kiosk put oh, the cartridge wow. in. And it would write the cartridge with a game. And it wasn't a rental system. What? You were buying the game. But then I believe the way it worked was like you could bring the cartridge back and sell the game like, and get a discount what? on another game. I believe that's the way it worked. That's it was a really wild. wild, interesting system. And Thracia was released. There were games exclusively released for this system. And I think most of them eventually got cartridge releases like separate, including Thracia. But so that means there are two of them. And so it's like some fans would start a programming patch that was on like the Nintendo power version and others would do the 
cartridge release because they actually did like some bug fixes on like the, the, the one that got a cartridge release. And so uh, there's just a lot of this stuff gets like lost to the wind and message board threads. And it was like interesting to, I was successful in being able to track down some of these people, like the, 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 the original. So like there was a script translation that, like I said, that people really liked. Um, and then someone called Shia, uh, calling us the Shia online, uh, decided, oh, I'm going to do a, you know, I'm going to do my own localization and also do a patch and just didn't grab any of the script that was just sitting there already fully translated to use. They wanted to do their own. Cause like these fan products often involve like a lot of ego and they're like small, like uh side projects. And this person, as it turns out, as I discovered was a senior in high school. They like started this project when they were like a sophomore or a junior. Wow. So like, <laughs> um, the, you know, the, 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 you know, without getting into the meme that became like, that was born out of this, like, it was something that came from a oh what, what anime was it uh ba, 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 ba. let me find it um I forget oh I have it right here give me a second um doo, 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 doo. oh it was the oh. Yu Gi Oh abridged YouTube yes. series which is like what? a comedy series the abridged series are things fans make that are like abridged versions quote unquote of the original series uh, but gotcha, we're like gotcha, with gotcha. jokes but they're comedy they're bits. comedy yeah yeah, yeah, right, yeah right. exactly exactly they're comedy overdubs yes like, yeah, exactly yes 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 um and so it's like this meme is born out of that it's a it's a it's a localization that has like it crashes it's hard to complete and um, this becomes sort of the canon version, but like this person leaves a note like in their last update that um, the, the quote here I have is, uh, this may be one of the last releases. I may never finish. Live with it. Um, <laughs> it turns out tracking that person down, you know, who is uh, in the Smash community now um, and stuff like that, like they still are involved in, in Nintendo fandom. Um, like they had severe migraine issues that like sent them to oh, the wow. hospital and made it so that they could uh, no longer do the thing that teenagers sure. do, which is like sp- stay up all night working on uh, different things. They also had to finish high school. So it's just like there are so many stories <laughs> about people's personal lives that get like caught up in projects. And yeah. this piece, I think, regardless of whether you are interested in Fire Emblem or have any interest in ever playing Thracia, like is a nice if you've been on the Internet, like you've probably seen some of stuff like this and it's it's just interesting to listen to the people that um like were part of that work and like made a part of history that nintendo will never acknowledge which right. is like the weird part of this the story only kind of kind of touches on is that it's like it's an important part of like history that all of fire Emblem can on some level be played in english the localizations are not consistent and you know have different values and like approach things differently but like if you play three houses and like oh my gosh like i want to go back and play the others like now you can like there are uh, an avenue to play the entire franchise in English in a way that there's no indication Nintendo is ever going to no. spend the time to lo- localize these 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 games on the NES and and the, the SNES. Like there's just you know maybe they'll do a one off at some point, like because it'd be like a stopgap in between releases. But my guess is they just keep pushing forward with anime. 3D Fire Emblem and uh-huh. this stuff gets left to this is why they don't issue cease and desist right it's like when someone does an ambitious Metroid remake it's like you know what like Nintendo might do something like that yeah. and they did one a couple well, of did. years back right like yeah, the, yeah. The, the, on the 3DS so it's like on some level it's a bummer how Nintendo is so aggressive with fan projects because it seems like just chill a little bit but this stuff almost never gets knocked down by their legal team probably because it's just not worth the effort um to do it um but it's also nice that it stays there because it means like for fans, you know, Fire Emblem fans or people who are curious, it's like you can go and check out, you know, where this series has come from because um, 
Thracia in the game that this is a direct sequel to. Genealogy uh, of the Holy War. Yes, are, are largely seen uh, by the fan. Yeah, which is a great a great uh, name, yeah, for, uh-huh. by the way. Uh, yeah. is, is largely seen as like setting a lot of the foundation for modern Fire Emblem. So like Awakening gets a lot of the credit for popularizing uh, like where, where, the, where the franchise is now. But like the groundwork for a lot of that was really laid in these games. And Genealogy of the Holy War is the game that the uh, the team behind Three Houses cited as like the whole uh, like school structure was oh, like I guess taken from huh. that. So like in a lot of ways, Three Houses is like a spiritual sequel to uh, Genealogy of the of, of the, the Holy, Holy War. War. So yeah, that is thirty years. That's my piece up now. Thirty years of Fire Emblem now. Next year, damn. First one came out in nineteen ninety, which is like oh yeah, video games have been around for a while. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Right? Like in the NES, like, yeah. it's, like it's just like yep. like it does. It would, in my head, Fire Emblem started on the Game Boy Advance, right? But that's for us because it that did. was like that my was the, yeah. right. That was the first one that the came out in the West, release. right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so weird. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. Rob is fixing a computer. Fire I hope Emblem. that computer is okay. Hopefully, I'm crossing Hopefully. my fingers. Um, Fire Emblem started on the GameCube. When, that's not true. When Roy and Mario were in melee. <laughs> Okay, well, actually, in some sense, <laughs> that is a part of the story because their popularity on in Smash yeah. is what led Nintendo to decide to bring the games over. Which is funny. It's very funny. Because, like, why would they include them in the first place if they weren't? Because they're already in the game. But why were they in the game in the first place? It turns out people in Japan Sakurai. were video games. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, well, like, yeah. it was there like a big I was like, gonna Sakurai say, made a big it's push. It's probably, yeah. Like, he basically yeah. said, like, please. That makes sense. Yeah, so basically, Fire Emblem. Yeah. You like Three Houses? Once again, kiss the thank, motherfucking thank ring. Sakurai. Thank, thank you, you Sakurai. Sakurai. Let that man sleep. Let him sleep. Let him make anything <laughs> him else. You know what? Sakurai, <laughs> it seems like at a certain point, Sakurai's making his choices, you know? Yeah. 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 This is like trying to tell Did Austin to sleep. Game? You know, you can put in the effort. I, I try to sleep every night. <laughs> it's just harder every night. It's just harder every night. I dream of sleeping. Um... <laughs> All right. On that note, follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. <laughs> and follow Kato at A underscore Kato underscore appears. And Patrick. At Patrick Klopik. We watch Patrick play Mario Maker on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays at twitch.tv slash Patrick Klepik. Shout out to Rob. <laughs> Rob true. is gone, but you can follow Rob at twitter.com slash Rob Zachney. You can follow everything we do, twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.advice.com. Um, what else? Is there anything else? Is that it? Facebook, Waypoint Advice. Ava. No, no, no. But what, end of Ava. Ava. No, Ava. Like, what else? Our end of Ava. Our end of Ava. End of Austin. Um, end of Ava. <laughs> until, until the rebuilds finish. The this week we are going to do episodes 25, 26, and end of Ava. Uh, I've watched 25, 26. I'm dreading hitting play on this button for end of Ava. We're going to do it tonight. Um, it's fine. It's, it's fine. If I was going to have a if I was going to have a beer with one, it's is it end of Ava? Like, should I separate that out on my rewatch? Should I watch that by itself tonight? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. no. You have to watch 25, 26 first. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, oh, oh but like you I, mean, I usually watch those in like the afternoon. Like I eat some lunch and then I'll sit down and I'll watch those. Yeah, they're such weird. Ugh, we can't do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you know you should, it, you should have fine. a beer. You, I'm gonna tell you something, Patrick. You should have a beer with lunch <laughs> and a beer with dinner, <laughs> and then you should. That's <laughs> okay. Good to know. Uh, I wrote. D- I have like summary notes uh-huh. and I have and I have deeper uh-huh. notes, but I but the summary notes are short this time for, right. for twenty five twenty six. Uh-huh. That's kind of because of what those episodes are. Right. 
more than anything. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's, We're uh, it's good. Done. It's gonna be We're good. Almost it's done. gonna be good. We're, We're gonna be it. done. It's gonna be a good discussion. So that that'll be this week. Also, <laughs> I'm gonna plug my own shit. If you're in uh, Indianapolis, if you're going to Gen Con, uh, there's a Friends of the Table live show at Gen Con this week. Nice. Um, and we just got a hundred tickets added to oh, the room. So if you were like, ah, oh, shit, I'd love to see them, but you know, I have a Gen Con ticket, but I don't have a ticket for the show. Uh, there are a hundred more tickets available now. So nice. So you should uh, go to the Gen Con site and, and take a look at that. Gen Con, it turns out as like an organization is very weird. Hmm. Cause it's been running for 50 years, which means Jesus. it's very stuck in its ways. Yeah. It is like the opposite of PAX <laughs> in that way. Uh, and so like it is, a li- I will say, a little frustrating mm. dealing with, I want to be clear, we didn't, they didn't add more chairs to the room. Uh-huh. They added more tickets for the chairs that were already in the room. There are already what? more chairs in the room. Like we had 150 tickets or yeah. whatever. For reasons that are complicated, but really, there's way more chairs than that. So, anyway, if you want to come see Friends of the Table live, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a thing that's like, even if you've never seen me do that show or heard me, that'll be it will be a fun time. I promise. So that's at Gen Con this week. Um, Seconded. Thank it is you. A fun time. I appreciate it, Kato. <laughs> uh, and I think that is going to do it for us. Patrick had to run and pick up a package or something. It's now just for you and me, Kato. Yeah. Hi, but going? we should just do another 30 minutes about a Gundam mobile game. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we should not do that. We should not do that. that what is, is that soon? It's August. August. Late August, I want to say. In August, yeah. Um, all right. So join us back in August when when Kato and I can talk more about Gundam. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you off the EP Pail Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. We'll be back later this week with Ava. Oh, and a quick uh, heads up note, which is like we're probably going to be a little light on pods oh, between yeah. this week and next week because Kato's taking a vacation. Yeah. Thank fucking God. I'm resting. Good. One rest. week. Fine. <laughs> One week of rest. That is all. <laughs> Uh, no, Kata deserves so much more than that. Um, but yes, Kata will be taking a break next week, which means we're going to probably do two pods next week. Um, yeah. Maybe. We'll see. I hope so. I don't want to overpromise for either of these weeks is yeah. what I'm going to say. These are going to so, be weird weeks. They're going to be weird weeks, and that is okay. <laughs> so uh, look forward to End of Ava this, this Thursday, and look forward to whatever, whatever other podcasts we cobble together while Kata is gone, resting, <laughs> recovering. Uh Playing Fire Emblem. Playing Fire Emblem. Absolutely. Uh, All right. (laughs) Until then, have a good week. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's crucial. That sounds crucial. 
trampolines respawn. Infinite trampolines. I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay. I'll save it. I do have a question because I didn't see most of the stream. Should you save the question? You should save the question. Save the should question. I? For okay. The, we're gonna, if we're going to talk about it, you should sure. save the question. Otherwise, there's a chance we'll stumble onto something good. Okay. And at that point, it's we should not be... We should save it for the pod. Um, Monday. Hey, Rob, what were you... What did you get up to over the break? Delayed at airports. Besides, okay, at delayed yeah. at airports. <laughs> Sounds very sleepy. Which is fair. I played a lot of Reiner Knizia okay. uh, board games. Okay, good. Uh, and I also played um, Swish. Spelled God, it right on the first time. Nice. <laughs> minor uh, Martin Wallace's uh, Ankhmore Pork, which is kind of um, Discworld Waterdeep. Okay. And uh, probably the best game I played was uh, Mark Herman's Pericles. Ooh. Oh, I saw that. I saw you playing that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, that's, a, that's a fun one to throw to because I saw that image. Kato? Um. <laughs> what, what else besides that <laughs> have you been playing? <laughs> fire Emblem. All right, Fire Emblem. Probably do a lot of Fire Emblem today. Yeah. Um. Finally got a win in Slay the Spire. Nice so, job. Win, quote unquote. All right. <laughs> two fifty-two. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were saying time dot is. I was like, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not ready. Yeah, we're gonna clap at uh, two fifty-two. <laughs> uh yeah. We'll go to time dot is. Are they only showing up on your left headphone, or is that just me? No, I'm getting both. Weird. I hope your headphones aren't busted. No, no. I got to turn the uh, fan down. Hold on. Just plug them. All right. Weird. Spotify comes in fine on both ends, but Discord just only wants to do it on the left. Whatever. I'll live. Weird. All right. It just like switched. I just heard it like pop. Like it went like. Beep. That's so what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um. Discord is a good and functional app. I mean, for the most part, <laughs> <laughs> our lives are immeasurably better for the existence of Discord. Yeah, it's uh, on the fan Discord. If you type in exclamation point Discord, that's what it gives back. What? Oh, just the phrase yeah. Discord is a good and functional app in like the mm -hmm. the weird like um, weird. What's it called? There's a name for that text that like breaks the bounds of, right 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 it's got all like a bunch of like glitchy stuff on it all right now we're ready to time that is I believe so yeah yeah okay let's do mm -hmm. uh, th mm -hmm. uh I said 13 that was way too close let's do 17 seconds all right nice 
Sound like a good clap. Mm-hmm. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah, like, the thing is, like, now basically it's on the floor. Like, I am certain that that Windows side setting where it's like, oh, microphone boost. I am certain that is back at 100. Yeah. And they've gotten rid of the menu where you can easily access that. And now I have no idea how to get there. Have you seen how they, like, fucked with this? No, Wait, so I is haven't. This, is this separate from just just the, the generic sound thing where you can go into the levels and, like, adjust the microphone level? This is something different than that? Or are you looking for that? I'm looking for that in Windows, on the Windows side. Okay, so you, um, so right-click the little, uh, little speaker icon. icon. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get sounds, so click on sounds. I do not get that. I get open sound settings, open volume mixer. Oh, you don't get sounds and troubleshoot sound problems? (laughs) No, I get open sound settings, and I get a new menu as opposed to the old sounds menu. Um, When's the last time you, you updated? It forces updates. So, um, yeah, well, may, maybe. It so, if you go even to the search bar and you just type sound, you don't, you can't. It won't pull up even in the search because it just did for me. Let's see if I can. Like, if you just search out. sound, you, the first one you'll get is the best match control panel. I get sound settings. Huh. And it's got a new icon. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So I, I get. Yeah, I see which one you're looking at. Um. Hmm. Right. Right. Weird. This is like a classic. Oh, we made it simpler by eliminating a thing you used to be able to control. How to get old sound panel windows. (laughs) Ultimately, I would say that since you have gain control outside of those settings, just use that and like leave whatever default yeah. windows is going okay. to do. Okay. Okay. Press open the open the run dialog menu. <laughs> what? This I'm serious. Good. This I'm is dead serious. Yeah, Classic. This is fucking great. Okay. Rob, kind of just put this in at yeah, the end. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone at home, right, go to the run, go open up yeah, the run open. dialog. <laughs> All right. Tr- uh, uh mm sys Okay. dot, dot cpl Should I stop my recording and back this up before I do this? That's fine. Okay. Don't worry it about it. It shouldn't, it shouldn't screw with anything. Yeah. Well, it, there it, it is. <laughs> Ta-da. Uh. So, now, so now you should be able to... Oh no, well, I say should. You cannot pin that to your taskbar. Oh so, my fucking God. Um, uh, here's, what I'll say, not, here's what I'll say, though, is uh, that if it keeps fucking up... Yeah, that's a thing, too. If it keeps fucking up, though, and it keeps boosting it back to 100%, Maybe just leave it because it's always yeah. going to be a problem. Please take and a just, screenshot. Just, yeah, right. I will. Just use the gain on the focus right to deal with your levels. What Patrick, is it the same happened? for you? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, Rob, <laughs> it's a good your face. Web, your, your webcam froze and just like <laughs> the perfect a very moment. good face. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, oh, oh, I lost it. But we got it. We got it screenshot. Yeah, I screenshot it. We screenshot it. Just a moment good, of good, astonishment. Good, good. It's so good. <laughs> Can I drop that? Oh, and, and now my webcam, <laughs> now my webcam is dead. Good, great, uh, great. Uh, let me just unplug that bad boy and plug it back in. Enjoy that. Now drop that in there. Through the miracle of USB. 
Don't you dare switch. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It's so so good. Tremendous. It's so good. I wish we'd been actually dropping some sort of larger, you know, I wish it was a a true revelation. (laughs) Um. Are we are we good? Now? Uh, yeah. You good? All right. We good. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what I meant to do. That's the wrong button. Mm-hmm. This one. There we go. Boom. Uh oh. Rob? Rob? That's Take also a, a very good, a good screenshot. Take a screenshot of that. <laughs> 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 uh, he looks like he's about to chew on that mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just lost him. This is he's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gonna mark uh, that message. Yeah, uh huh. You got it. Oops, that's not. <laughs> Rob. Hello. Oof. Mm. Fun. Wait, what happened? Hard Dude. lock. Wow. Oh, here we go. Hey. Hey. Um. How's it going? It's good. What concerns me is that is a return of that old problem I was having after I thought I'd fixed it. Right. So my PC just had a crash that I thought I'd solved like three months ago, and now it just recurred. And uh, now it's recurring in a way that makes me think there might be something deeper wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it looks like I have the full wave file. Uh, awesome. So apologies Good. for that. It's going to be six minutes before it's uploaded. Um, no worries. Yeah, but like, I also don't want to keep everyone waiting here. Like, We had a good recording if you want to like, record an outro, because... All right. My stuff's like 20 minutes. It's okay. up, uh, up to you. And we've we've already burnt a little bit here. Let's, let's move on to the second 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 uh half of the day. I'm happy with that. I would be down. Uh do you still want to hit Pericles at the end of the week maybe? That way you can Yeah, like there's 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 plenty for me to talk about. Can uh, you... but I don't want to keep everyone on the hook while I upload this wave file. All right. Uh, I'm down with that. Um can you give me Patrick, you can y'all can go. We I'll just do this here. Okay. Um actually wait, I should get uh, we should do a real outro. Never mind. I'm a liar. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're was... yeah, we can stick around and do the whole thing. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right. All right, let me just say Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. Well, Rob, I guess Rob doesn't have to do it. Yeah, I can make and Rob's computer crashed. So yeah, Rob, yeah. So Rob, you can dip out. We'll, we'll, the rest of yeah, us will take yeah. it out. Awesome. All right. See you guys. Um, peace. Okay. Bye. All right. Are you recording? Yeah. Okay, good. I never I never stopped. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> see, I, I need a clean break. This is all end material. Yeah. This is all end matter. Yeah. No. End uh-huh. Sure. What's that? Is that what it's called? What's that called? Is that what they call it, Nava? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, end matter is the the parts of a That's book what... <laughs> that appear after the main portion of the body text, including the afterward index and bibliography. Oh, the okay. back matter, back matter back. is what I is what I actually meant. But end matter is a, sim- a synonym. 
uh, a, cin- a cinnamon. A cinnamon. <laughs> a cinnamon. Nice little cinnamon bun. Yum. Um, <laughs> you know, it's gross cinnamon gum. Yuck. You know what? Cinnamon gum? Like a red stripe? Just cinnamon gum. I love cinnamon. Yeah, red stripe. Just get, really? it, get wow. it out of my mouth. No, that shit's good. Oh, I miss gum. I haven't had it. I haven't been able to have gum in like a year because of the two stuff I'm doing. Like All right. And stuff. Shit. So, can I have gum later or is it I'm done with gum? No, you should be able. You should be good once you have a crown in it. Once I have the permanent crown. Yeah. Okay, which will be soon. Nice. I can't fucking That's good. wait. I fucking hate dentist shit so much. Yeah. It's so expensive and I hate it. Anyway. <laughs> 